Welcome to the Nutritious and Delicious podcast with me, Bethany. Our mission is to support busy parents all over the world to learn time management while taking care of your nutritional, physical, and mental health. After all, a healthy parent starts with a healthy family. So I'm really excited because I have Louise with me here today. And Louise is a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. A domestic abuse course facilitator, uh, Louise is an intuitive eating counselor and body confidence, sorry, coach. Her passion is helping women to have a better relationship with themselves, their bodies, and others. Louise is trauma-informed and her personal experience is there to support all the work that she does. So welcome, Louise. Hello, Bethany. I'm excited to have you on today because we have a really amazing topic here today to talk about, and it's called grounding yourself with a self-soothe box. So I actually would love for you to kind of share your story about how you came into the space um, of helping other women and why you are so passionate about this topic um, and grounding and self-soothing. Okay, so yeah, so I am, obviously, as as you said, I facilitate a course for women survivors of domestic abuse. Um, Years ago, I was in a domestically abusive relationship and... um, I was a hairdresser and I injured my hand and then had to change my career and I always thought I'd go into maybe counselling so I went into coaching and then during lockdown and the pandemic I um, was offered to uh, to do the course to facilitate the course for domestic abuse so I took that up and it's been you know it's been amazing Um, with the intuitive eating that's you know come from many years of disordered eating I suppose and having sort of a bad relationship around food and my body so you know they all kind of link in with each other and I think the just to empower and support women is Mm -hmm. just my passion I think just you know a lot of these things have just fallen into place um almost like it's meant to be so Yeah, yeah. And then trauma, obviously, through going through domestic abuse and I had to give up hairdressing because I'd injured my hand and having to change my career, that was quite traumatic and just other life stuff. You know, there's been plenty of times that I've had to pick up pieces of my own life and finding ways to do that has been really challenging. But, you know, to find the right avenues to go down, to find all the help that you need, to be able to offer that as a package for people that are going through similar things to what I've been through is... Yeah, very it's, rewarding. It's amazing that I think we don't give ourselves enough credit, I think, as women um, for what we go through. And I, and I think, like you said, I think when you go through the experience yourself, you have a lot more compassion and empathy and can kind of understand where women are at. Um, and I think it's a great place to kind of start um, with women. And I would love for you to kind of share what is the self-soothe box? women okay so the purpose of the self-soothe box I always get the ladies who start the course to 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 create one and I also when I do uh, my intuitive eating workshops I get them to create them then because you know the the purpose of the grounding techniques um is to allow the person to step away from any negative thoughts or flashbacks that they're having so we use the grounding techniques to like to decrease the intensity of the person's feelings so when they're feeling just uh, any kind of trauma um, they then can go into the five senses or the um, yeah, sort of the five senses. So you've got your visual, which is like what you can see, you've got your auditory, what you can hear, and the kinesthetic, which is feeling. So that could be touch, 
but it also could be the secondary or the meta feeling that's like the emotional feelings or um that you get from from the feelings mm -hmm. of you know negativity uh the smell that you get or the taste that you can you can get from all these things that i've got in the box so i do encourage people to to kind of create their own boxes with stuff you know generally recycling a box that you might have indoors yeah. it might be a shoe box you can decorate or um it might be an old perfume box or something i use this um box that i got a nice journal in which, which is nice i like it because it's nice and slim so i can when i open it i can see all my my stuff inside it yeah. but you know and also it doesn't have to be expensive it can but if you want to you can choose to go if you're out in the shops oh that'd be nice and pick yeah. up bits but you know quite often <laughs> we have things lying around our house that we could put in there that that we maybe can get lots of these feelings and senses from. What I love about it is that it, it keeps you present. And I think it's like, it's like a, this is a box of my favorite things kind of thing. Like it's, it's something that is personal and unique to you. And I don't think I've ever come across that before with anybody actually having something that is very personalized to them. And it's such an, a creative and neat idea. Like this is why I wanted to do the subject around this because um a lot of our women have been asking about trauma coaches and things like that and i kind of was wondering like is there anything out there that isn't kind of just like you have to fit the mold of of doing that like this is more kind of created for the each individual which is absolutely lovely um what are some of the things that you would top suggest <clears throat> that anyone can put into a box okay well for starters i would have i do have I mean, for the, I always start with, because obviously we're going with the sound. So I'd always start by putting some nice kind of relaxation music on, or, you know, it might just be that you can hear the birds turn volumes down around yeah. you. If you've got like the noise of the telly, obviously if you've got children, maybe try and find a nice quiet space and, you know, close the door. Um, and then obviously going through the, um, so you've got the sounds and then it's what you can see, you know, it's, it'll be very pretty or to your eyes, what you think is quite aesthetically pleasing on the right. eye. You know, I love pinks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all got very pretty stuff in it. And then, you know, then you've got the, um, the smells. So I'll have, an, I've got like a nice candle in here. Oh, so lovely. it looks pretty and it smells it nice. Smells. And then you like that. So again, it's giving you the visual, it's giving you the smell. Um, and then we've got, you know, feelings. So I've, I've, as I said before, I injured my hand as a, as a hairdresser. So I get lots of pain in my hand. Right. And I found these lovely little, um, they're nice and fluffy, but what's inside is a nice, uh, like one of these heat bags. Yeah. And you click that and it warms up. So then I could, you put it back in there. So you're getting the heat, you're getting the softness. And, you know, that's something that's very touchy. But also going back to the kinesthetics, the feelings, it's something that makes you feel good. So I would encourage people to have stuff that makes them feel good. Like they might, you might have like, you know, there's some marla beads in here and I always have my journal, but also I also have some crystals as well. Mm -hmm. There's different crystals, you know, whatever meaning you put to them, but you know, like unconditional love and warmth and relaxation. So you've got some crystals there. And yes, I'm making sure, but also to be mindful of something that might make you feel a bit triggered. So for some people, it, like obviously I work with domestic abuse, there's a lot of stuff going on mm -hmm. with people's children. So they might think that putting a picture of their children in their box might be something that would comfort them. But if it's going to make you feel 
any kind of, they might have had their children taken away so I would right. encourage them to maybe have your children around have them in pictures but when it comes to this box this is about you and what's going to make you feel good right. and if that's going to make you feel sad then that might be something that just to be mindful about right. you know if you're opening up your box and then you pick up a picture of your someone who's passed or you know and it makes you feel like oh then yeah you know, just don't, don't have it in this space have it there's a place for that but just being mindful of that so yeah and also and then for the the taste there's like you know chocolates or little sweets Lovely. that you can put in there so it's just about kind of finding that little bit of time and that bit of space for you to come light a candle you know I always make sure I have nice soft lighting when I'm doing it like if you can see I've got all my fairy lights and if it's night time I'll turn the big lights off as I say I'll have a journal with some nice colorful pens that I can write in some nice music and just mm -hmm. finding that little bit of peaceful time that's got some nice little things I mean I have like little you know little face masks oh that's cute I like that yeah and you know some as I said marla beads or if you're you know if you're religious you might want some like prayer you can do it, sit, sit and do a prayer exactly or i've got i put this little book in there that's like just the um oh i've seen that four, one before yeah the four agreements this but this is just the wisdom of so it's just you know you can just yeah. look through it and come up with some and also I, you know positive card positivity oh one other thing i have in here and i always pull one i love my angel cards so i'll pull yeah. an angel card and then just put me in a better you know a better frame of mind so yeah uh, definitely definitely worth so but, but just be mindful of the five senses that you are making sure that you're hitting you know right. at least one of each but lots of them overlap as well so I was thinking as you were talking so I was kind of trying to think of my favorite things so I think it's a good idea to give sort of different suggestions and stuff when you said the um is it the, the feel one so it made me think of like um I know some people use fidgets and stuff or the popping but then it made me think instantly of bubble wrap and a lot of people like to kind of just press the bubble wrap and it's almost like a stress reliever. Yeah. So even something as simple as like bubble wrap, you could have in the house or something like that. Candles is great because that I think is a really nice aroma smell. And typically if you're buying candles for yourself, you're usually buying the smells that you like. So that's great. And I, I usually have candles kind of going all the time. And I'm probably sort of doing this myself without even realizing it, um, using like the candles and even my angel cards. I have a few boxes of those as well. And I think when we're sort of in a, in a space of not knowing or afraid or anxious, sometimes like that's what I do is I pull out angel cards to kind of give me that like, um, I guess that like confidence back um, in that like, what am I like, what am I doing? Am I on the right path or you know, I'm really scared or worried about this thing coming up or something that maybe I'm dreaming about like often, like I just kind of want to understand it myself. So um, pulling out angel cards, I guess, is, is, is another good way if you are someone who is spiritual and I think the religious beads would work as well, or even a Bible. Like if somebody yeah. is very religious and wants to kind of connect with um, their higher power, things like that. Like I find just like reading those sayings or those, um, um, I guess those, I guess, what are they called like proverbs or verbs or something what are they called um just like the the, the pieces in the uh, like the sayings and stuff in the bible like people that are, are reading those it's kind of like it's something to hold on to i guess um and even like i was just thinking of um some of these as well so like I've got a few like life cards and stuff. So these are just like even just like different quotes and stuff that you can sort of use. 
And even like on my desk, I have these like little happiness things. It's like these tiny little happiness cards. And it's almost just like pulling out one of those one a day. It, it kind of gives you that like something to sort of live by, I guess, for your, for your day, which would be really nice. Um, the other thing I find for myself for some reason is painting my nails. Like, yeah, that's it, another thing. Keeping and, our varnish in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's just because you have to slow down and be patient. And it's always like, I'm not patient. And I'm usually kind of on the go all the time. So I find when I do my nails, it's like, it's like it forces me to slow down and I have to be patient and wait. <laughs> so it's kind of putting me in this different element. So I think that's another good one to sort of help people sort of um, feel like they can kind of simmer down um, and, and listening to things as well. And I think that's kind of the same on the same line as like doing a meditation or, or listening to affirmations is that you kind of have to sit still and sort of like go slow and breathe and think about it. And it's not usually a natural state people are in if they are more prone to anxiety or trauma, things like that. So I love how all of these different things like like kind of they're there to kind of ground you. Um, is there anything that you would say that you, like you said before about the pictures of the children, but what what would be something common as well that people would not really or shouldn't put in their box, I guess, that would kind of maybe trigger them? Um, or like, what, what have you seen kind of throughout what you've been teaching women? Well, I don't actually think there's been much that people put in that is triggering i can't actually think off the top of my head what i would imagine a smell maybe or something well this is the thing as well yeah it's what could be triggering it like you know if you've got an an ex-partner who's abusive towards you and they've got a certain aftershave you know i definitely would avoid or something that has a memory of them like it could be a certain candle you think well that's pretty i'll put that in there but then you light it and then it's something that they bought you it reminds you because there's so much memory and smell and and yeah and stuff like that as well which is really interesting um and i guess you're also you said you you do like a rewind technique this is useful for like post-traumatic stress and phobias and stuff can you explain that a little bit yeah so i do a technique called yeah as you said the rewind technique and it's where i will get and it it normally takes two to three sessions sometimes just one session but one to three sessions and it's designed so that the person who's been treated is not having to relive and like re uh, tell me or tell the, the therapist their, their trauma so they just get in a nice comfy calm state and I'll kind of guide them through to do that and then they will watch what happened but again thinking about any smells that were there any feelings any kind of um sounds try and get as much information as they can and they'll watch it on a screen so they're right. removed from it and then we will re like get, I'll get them to jump into the um, scene and rewind themselves back. And it's a really powerful technique. Or what it does is it remove it moves the because if you're having flashbacks, it means it's stuck in your short term memory. Okay. And what we need to do is get it to move to your long term memory. So this technique helps that helps you to process that. Not so that you forget about the incident completely, right. but it it just makes it so that you can put it where it needs to be in order to then maybe talk to a therapist or deal with it but there's also a technique that we do in NLP where it's like it's not so much for trauma but it is for just sad occasions or things that are bothering you or coming up for you that 
you know, but I call maybe little T's because you've got big T's and little T's, big traumas, little traumas. It might just be that some things are not quite as big a trauma, but it's just bothering you. It's just something that's really irritating you. And we, we do a technique where we help you to disassociate. So again, it's using the senses of that scenario where you can turn, you look at it and like maybe it's, it's I don't know, say is it in colour? And then you, they'll say yes. Well, what about if you put it in black and white and then you put it down? What about, is it bright or is it dark? Well, it's very bright. So what about if you tone it down or is it a picture? What about if you move it? What about if you speed it up? What about if you slow it down? And we just use all the sub-modalities or the more, you know, deeper kind of senses and try and change them so that it can make a positive. So you disassociate yourself from the negative and associate yourself more with the positive mm -hmm. around it. So that's a quite a powerful um, technique that's used as well. So there's there's a few kind of things that you can do with, because there's trauma and then there's sort of, that's, that's flashbacks, but then there's also, you know, just sadness on things that we call trauma that we've had, you know, throughout our lives. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting because I'm thinking of myself as well. Like obviously um, I'm a widow and I've been through some tra traumatic experience myself, but I can totally relate to um, the PTSD and all that, that people have flashbacks, um, dissociation, dreams, all that kind of stuff. So in terms of kind of like using myself as a guinea pig, I guess, um, when, when people are dissociating, um, is that like, is that like an involuntary thing? Because I know for myself, it's almost like I would wake up from a nap and I would relive something. And it was almost like, I, I didn't feel like it was even me that was living it. It was really strange. It was like I was dissociated from my my memory or something and it kept happening for a really long time. Um, it was always after having a nap and it, I don't know, I I'd looked it up and it's something to do with, I guess, um, the REM sleep or something. And I was getting caught in some sort of memory and I almost woke up not really understanding like Am I re? Am I in? Like, which life am I in? I was almost like in a doorway, and it was like I, I couldn't make up which side, which side I was on, um, and that went on for like a really long time. I think it was about six months to a year almost, um, and I started to understand. I think it was a, a stage, maybe dissociation. It took me about twenty minutes, I think, to come out of it, and it was quite scary at times because it was almost like I didn't know if. I was like living in this real world or this matrix, it was kind of scary. Yeah, so. and I think what happens with dreams as well is your, they're like your unfiltered faults. Yeah. So it's stuff that's there. And I, I would always say if there's stuff like that, it's something that needs to be dealt with. It's kind of, you know, get in touch with a therapist and, yeah. and work through it because it's there and it's it's in the short term memory and it's kind of coming up when you're, because maybe, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying this is exactly what was happening, but maybe when you're awake, you're conscious of it. So you're kind of, consciously block it out or maybe you're disassociating or part of your you know we have our five responses we have the fight flight freeze flop and friend which are our natural responses so sometimes we freeze or flop you know to try and avoid certain feelings and situations but when you're asleep or you know coming to coming to being awake your your thoughts aren't you're, you're unable to control them thoughts they just come don't they so yeah it was almost like the, like a dream was kind of going into sort of my my regular thoughts and it was like I wasn't sort of aware like if, am I still dreaming like what's going on and it's it's quite it's quite as uh, that was probably one of the scariest I would say for myself dissociation I guess um, and like you said it's probably sort of like my my memory I guess in my dream taking over and doing something else and then 
my critical thinking probably is trying to step in going like, I don't know what's real here. So um, I did obviously go see a therapist about it. And um, I had, I think it was called EMDR around it. And it's very similar to what you're talking about where you're moving over. I think that you said the short-term memory to long-term memory. Yeah, yeah, and it seemed to work for me. And I've heard of other people kind of using that same method of moving it from a short-term memory kind of to a long-term memory. Um, Do you find that when it goes to the long-term memory, is it a place where people can kind of look at it objectively and think, okay, well, I know that happened, but I'm not living in it kind of thing? Yeah, and I think a lot of people's comments are once they've gone through the processes, I just don't care about it anymore. It just doesn't bother me. You know, I know it's there. I know it happened, but I'm just not that bothered because they've looked at it and they've kind of disassociated themselves. They're not living in that nightmare anymore, that, that reality of that thing that happened you know it's like if you're if you imagine yourself close your eyes and imagine yourself at a fairground and looking at a carousel you 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 visualize it differently as if I said to you well now visualize yourself on the horse going around in the carousel you can actually feel the movement so it's a similar sort of thing where you're kind of being disassociated from that situation um so that you're not reliving that that feeling you know because with them PTSD when you have that memory you're there you're feeling yeah. it like you are going through the exactly same thing all them feelings come up exactly how you was when you was there and you know the, there's lots of there's other there's other things you can do as well you know the, there's um the eft obviously like you said emdr systematic experiencing you know there's lots of kind of different therapies out there that kind of do the similar sort of thing but you know it's about finding the the right thing for you and then you know I think sometimes as well what can be a bit of a problem especially with the ladies that I work with is is money you know a lot of these um procedures cost cost money that some people don't have so there is some things that you can do I mean there's when um with bilateral movement you know that's this is just it sounds like a fancy name but it's literally just getting your right side and left side of your brains to work together so using your hands to do things like knitting or I say drumming running walking if you're walking with a bit of you know a bit of bit of you're getting your right and left brain working together so if there is something happening in your life that's quite traumatic like you're going through abuse or going through something that's not um nice for you to be going through at the moment so you don't get that trauma stuck in the short-term memory and you're processing it doing the bilateral movement helps that to not become stuck and something that you're you're struggling with down the line if that makes sense right so yeah just making sure that you're you know there's things that you can do that don't necessarily cost lots of money Um, that that makes sense because i found that exercise was something that um i think it physically removed some stuff from my body and when you said exercise it made me instantly think of like a treadmill or elliptical or even weights at the same time um and almost just like getting out what you're like it's like it's like pent-up energy like whether it's anger or fear or anxiety and just putting that into exercise and again that could be something at home like just doing jumping jacks and things like that Mm -hmm. um again like you said money is obviously an issue so if you're exercising at home that could be something like just moving your body around getting that anxiety or anger kind of out in a physical way. Um, yeah. And it was interesting what you were saying before. It's it's almost like you're, you're telling this, like when you're talking about the fairground thing, you were telling a story versus being in the story. And I noticed that was the, the emotional difference when um, I sort of, I guess, got that, that treatment around it as well, was instead of sort of reliving something and feeling like you are the character and you're in the present moment, but there's nothing 
I guess there that's um, the, the same thing, then it's it's almost like you're reliving it by like, telling the story instead. And so it's almost like you're not part of the character, you're t- talking about another character still, if that kind of makes sense to some of the people. Yeah. But I love how you've got this grounding technique with the self-soothe box at home, because like I said, like it's something that you can instantly do. You probably have lots of items around your house already. Um, that you can put in there that make you feel really good and even just like that's probably why people enjoy like a warm fuzzy blanket even because it's a good sensation feeling it feels like you're taking care of um you're being wrapped up and you know whether you live on your own or not like that's another good way of sort of doing that as well for yourself so i love this what what's one of your favorite things that you would say that you have in your box uh I don't know. I think that's a really hard thing for me to actually pinpoint on there. Yeah. But I just love to get my music on. I, I love to journal. So just getting the candle lit, putting the music on. I'll pour myself an angel car, put maybe some hand cream on. And um, and then I'll just journal, really. I just like looking at all the stuff. Or I might meditate. If I feel like I don't want to journal, I'll meditate. Might hold my mala beads. But yeah, I think that's kind of the go-to because it's quick as well. Sometimes right. there's obviously this face pack, there's painting your nails, there's taking that time out. If I just haven't got a lot of time because, you know, I'm a busy mom, maybe one of my sessions have been quite deep and I just right. need to release something, I might just pull a card and just journal and just kind of get it out there. You know, brain dump from, you know, I always say it's better out than in, just get it right. out of paper and um, and then just release it. And then I can kind of get on with my my evening or my day or whatever it is and just kind of just get over that, whatever that yeah. has happened I can kind of quickly release it as quick as possible sometimes <laughs> I love when you're a busy mom you've got to just get on with it haven't you yeah so. I love that like just even like I have a hand lotion sitting on my desk right now like Victoria's Secret stuff so it's really it's, it smells really nice like perfume but even just stuff like that like putting some hand lotion on maybe putting a few sweets in your mouth and they uh, actually probably something I should get on my desk too is like a stress ball or some bubble pop or something just to kind of like move and fidget your hands and it's kind of that um, stress ball release kind of thing. So that's something really quick and easy you can do within five minutes. If you said you've had kind of a stressful call, you've had to talk to the bank or deal with your kids or or a, a yeah. call that's been quite draining, things like that. So that's amazing. I love that. So it was a pleasure having you on, Louise. I'm so grateful and thankful that you came on and um, used me as the guinea pig here today. So um, how can our viewers actually connect with you to learn more about what you offer? Well, I have, um, my website is louisebryant.coach and there, yeah, you go on there. Obviously my email address is also louise, info at louisebryant.coach. So it's just my name and you can find me by looking up my name easily. Lovely. So. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for everybody so that way they can go to her website and if they want to contact you as well, they can email you. So once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was a real pleasure today, Louise. All right. Thank you for having me, Beth. It was lovely to be here. Mm-hmm.